the Lakers got blown out last night, they were missing a lot of players. They probably would still got blown out. They were missing LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and Austin Reeves. The only players that can actually play. Minus Russell Westbrook sometimes. But they got blown out. 104 to 130. In some kind of way. Uh, Chris Paul got rejuvenated. And was playing like, you know what I'm saying, like an all-star. Chris Paul always has the knack to play well in, like, meaningless games. But when the playoffs come, he will be sitting on the bench injured because he's old. But that's neither here nor there. But, uh, the Lakers, the Lakers... Dennis Schroeder, he still can play when they give him the right opportunities. He had 30. Um, Patrick Beverly is still playing horrible. I don't even know what he doing. And so on and so forth. Thomas Bryant. You remember at the beginning of the season, I thought that was just like, a made-up name that he just threw on the roster to make us feel better. He's just two two last names of a, of legends and throw them together. Like, yeah, man, we got a center for y'all fans. Uh, John John. No, uh, uh, Tom Pete. No, let me think of a better one. Thomas Bryant. It just sounded made up. But he's definitely a real person. And he can contribute. I didn't think he could. I didn't even know who the hell he was. I told you I thought he was a fictional person. So. He contributed. I think he had like 16. He can't do much. He real stiff. You know what I'm saying? He can't guard outside of the paint. But, um, he's an inside presence. Yeah. But inside presence. That's the only, only presence he got is on the inside. But it's cool, man. He, he doing his job. I think he'd be alright. Who else did something good? Nobody. I don't like the Phoenix Suns. No, I just don't. I really don't care for Chris Paul either. It's good that he's healthy and playing well. I'm happy for that, but I just don't care for him much. I tell you one thing he knows how to do is 
he knows how to play simple, effective basketball. Not all the time, but what is working for him is working for him. You know what I mean? So, and at his age too, it's amazing that he can still do that at his, at his age. But it's not really that amazing because most of the time he's injured. So, I mean, he just got back from from sitting at home being injured. So, I don't know if it's amazing or not. You know, when these players get injured, people use the, I just said it myself, the Term sitting at home when they injured, they gotta go through probably a lot of rehab and exercising, and they have to be able to be in game shape. I doubt you can just be off for like two months and just get thrown back out there on the court. You have a heart attack or some shit. <laughs> you been gone for two months, you ain't been running exercises, you just been rehabbing. Shit. Man, you been passed out and fainted or something. Yeah, I don't think that's how it goes. I do think that, um, it's a lot of work to be able to get back on the basketball court. It's, you know, another thing I've been thinking about. I guarantee you that NBA players, they probably have a lot of different players' phone numbers other than their teammates. And I bet you, you you probably, if the NBA fans, could see the text or hear the conversation the NBA players have, man, it will probably blow our minds. I'm talking about like, they said it's a big fraternity, right? So, say for instance, LeBron James stuck on whatever player, LeBron James has a, like, a highlight dunk on somebody, people will be, the NBA players will be texting each other, you seen so-and-so get dunked on, you seen this, officer fight, did you see the fight here, and, you know, I bet they just talk trash back and forth all the time. I wish I could see some of those texts. Especially when big stuff go down. Like, uh, even silly stuff. Like, uh, Kanye West saying Chris Paul slept with with Kim Kardashian. I'm pretty sure they probably was, uh, group chatting about that. And laughing at Chris Paul. Because it's funny. Yeah. 
why don't I like Chris Paul? He said, uh, he's arrogant, man. He gives him my nerves on the basketball court. Off the basketball court, I never really watched any of his interviews or any of his action interactions off the basketball court like as far as video so I don't I don't know anything about him off the basketball court period never researched I'm talking about strictly basketball I just don't like his whole vibe man he seems arrogant he plays nasty but he wanna be the good guy and, um, he real dramatic and sarcastic and shit. Man, I don't like none of that. Yeah. But, off the court, like I said, man, I don't know why I'm, And I don't want to know. But anyways, back to the, um... The fraternity. They probably spread so much gossip around the NBA between themselves. You probably wouldn't even imagine. Remember when the Suns had a... Slept with that so-called... Slept with that woman in the bubble. The whole team slept with her or something. She said it. Dude, made up, man. Go look it up. During the bubble, what the sons did. She said it. I bet you that spread like wildfire all over the NBA world. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it spread all over the real world and the NBA fans. So I'm pretty sure. That the players was talking about it amongst themselves. I wonder if it was true. Yeah, that's nasty. I knew, I knew they played nasty on the court sometimes. Like when Chris Paul elbowed old boy in the face the other day. Um, yeah, he played dirty. Was it Jose Alvarado? Was that his name? Yeah. Um. But I wonder if it's true. I know they play nasty on the court, but I know they play nasty off the court. Go ahead, sons. Nasty. Maybe that's why they be having good games and bad games. Good games and bad games. Maybe it's like a. They have outbreaks or something. <laughs> this game is bad because we had an outbreak. This game is good because we feel better. And then the next game, they have an outbreak, itching and burning. You know, you never know. The reason why they play good and bad is probably a lot of secrets out there behind closed doors. One day, you, you, you've, uh, well, I guess they have, kind of. Has an NBA player wrote a tell-all book yet? I don't know. 
I don't really read autobiographies and NBA players like that or whatever. But uh, memoirs, whatever you call them. The referee, Tom, what was his name? The referee that was gambling on the games that went to jail or prison. He wrote a book, a tell-all for the referees. I want an NBA player. X and no. What years? Vince Carter kind of player. Jamal Crawford, somebody like that. But they won't do it because they got too much integrity and pride and they won't tell secrets. We need a snitch. We need a snitch that was in the NBA. Nobody likes snitches, but they very entertaining. We need a snitch that was in the NBA. Like an undercover DE agent type of person. Grimy type of dude. To write a tell-all book. So we can know exactly what be going on in them locker rooms. Because I bet you it's entertaining. I bet you it's entertaining. Either it's very entertaining or it's horrifying and everybody going to prison. That's probably why. <laughs> That's probably why they wrote the tell-all book about uh, NBA escapades off the court. Because I bet you there's some wild stuff going on. I remember I watched, go back and watch the All the Smoke episode with, I don't know, Al's, I don't know what the dude's name was, but it was All the Smoke episode and... They had one of the ex-teammates on that Stephen A. Jackson did. And they told this crazy-ass story about Stephen A. Jackson getting... About them shooting guns and Stephen A. Jackson getting all his teeth knocked out and fighting all kinds of stuff. And everybody thinking they going to jail because they had... I mean, it was a wild-ass story. I bet you shit like that happened on a regular basis. You probably can't even count how many um, NBA players probably not been in shootouts (laughs) and stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's just not untold story. Like, I heard this crazy-ass story on the line about some people robbing Shaquille O'Neal when he came to L.A. Yeah, they say he got robbed a few times, supposedly. And people, and you know, I hear somebody stupid say, uh... He's so big, how you gonna rob Shaquille on there? What the hell is you talking about? A shotgun to put a hole through Shaquille on there like it'll put a hole through your ass. 
he ain't immune. Who do you think he is? A real Superman for real? Come on, man. He is just flesh and bone. And that's all he was gonna be if he had probably made a move when they robbed his ass. He was gonna be flesh and bone. Because <laughs> they were gonna shoot straight through it. But yeah, man, I heard some weird stories. Online, of course. You never know what's true or what's not true. But I think in every bit of a... In, in all lies, there's a hint of a little bit of truth in it. Like, yeah. Like I know this, I knew this stupid-ass girl that I used to work with. And, um, she would take the simplest things and turn them into, like, dramatic stories. But you know she lied. Like, say, for instance, like, um, somebody came in and staggered a little bit. She tell the story. A drunk guy came in and tried to attack us, and he was laying all on the ground and rolling around. He still had a drink in his hand. You know, she gotta dramatize the story. The point is, in those videos where people supposedly tell wild stories from the NBA I think they might be dramatized but I don't think they all lies yeah I, I do believe she killed O'Neal probably got robbed a couple of times you know how much money he got you know what I'm saying You'd be, if you was a professional robber, you'd probably be a fool not to rob his ass. That's what I ain't never understood. I know I'm getting off subject, but I ain't never understood this shit here with robbers. Why do you rob broke people? The hell? I'm just as broke as your ass. What you think you will get from me? You should be trying to rob somebody like Shaquille O'Neal or something like that. He probably won't be successful because he probably got security in though. But at least if you were successful, you'd actually get some money. You try to rob me, you ain't going to get nothing but some screaming and hollering and uh, laying on the ground. I might fake a seizure for your ass to try to get away from you. Who knows? Or... You might get your ass shot. Never know. A cut. A kicked in the nuts or something. Who knows what could happen to you. The point is, man. Why do you rob broke people? You should be trying to rob rich people. Yeah. But anyways, man. I've, uh... I've heard some wild tales about the NBA players. And I've read some wild tales. Have you ever read uh, some of the books about Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan used to carry that pistol on him. 
two pistols up. Like, yeah, he, 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 Mike, Mike said he carried that thing on him because he thought people was trying to get him. Yeah, he said he carried it for years. Thinking, like, that's so stupid. Really. Man, that's why, uh, I couldn't be famous. I wouldn't want to be famous because if I was that famous, right? the hell am I carrying a pistol on me for? You know what I'm saying? I'm that famous and that rich. Are you crazy? I don't need no damn pistol. I can carry three people with me that got pistols. I can, I can have a full-time 24 hours a day security guard if I wanted one. I don't need to carry nothing on me. Who the hell I look like? You know what I'm saying? Rambo or something? Think about it, man. Basketball. Michael Jordan is a basketball player. Just because he can shoot good at the basketball, don't mean he could be able to shoot good at a person. Somebody whoa, Mike ass out in the streets. <laughs> Tell me he got a gun on him. Go ahead, Mike. Stop it. Probably, man, somebody light Mike ass up more than likely back in the day. It don't matter. Just like now. I saw on um, Inside the NBA, Charles Barkley said he all, he said he he got a gun on him in his car. He he been carrying a gun in his car for the last what he said thirty years or something like that. Yeah, he said he got a gun on him too. What Charles Barkley go do? You know what I'm talking about? If it really really went down, what he go do? But Charles Barkley on that shit because he said he got a gun in his car, which I would have a gun in my car too if I was Charles Barkley. But he also got security because I seen his damn security. I seen a video of some guys harassing him in a bar and his security guard handled it a little bit aggressively but he still handled it yeah and he kept talking to him and Charles said something like Harry handle that and whoever the hell Harry was or Tommy or whatever name he called out he went over there and talked to him told him you better leave him alone yeah Craziness, man. So, yeah, man. These NBA players, they live wild lives off the court. But I can't lie to you, man. I'm thinking if all of us think about the mischief and nonsense we got into when we was where everybody gets into probably when they like between 15 and 25. Think about that shit, right? And then think about it with a seemingly but not realistically endless amount of money at your disposal. Think about how much fun 
that would be. And not just an endless amount of money at your disposal, but an endless amount of money. And you famous? And you a professional athlete? Man, I bet you they probably did some of the craziest shit you ever heard of in your life. But we'll never know because they will keep it a secret. And the reason why, I don't think an NBA player has written a tell-all book, a real tell-all book, because if they told it all, it might be, especially now, and now, in 2022, shit, if they wrote a tell-all book, they might as well be telling it to the judge, because they ass going to prison, you know what I'm talking about? Because people, man, not only is they going to prison, they're going to get canceled, this could be uh, documentaries, wrote about them, all types of stuff. So, I guess it is some things that might be best less left kept secret for them. But, us as fans, we want to know. Yeah, man, I want to know. I know they got secrets. I just want to know what it is. Because, you know why, man? Because basketball is getting boring to me, right? Just watching the games. It's just boring. I need something entertaining. So, I want to know what the hell was going on in the locker rooms and afterwards and all that kind of stuff. I want to hear some crazy tales. At first, I always said, man, I don't give a shit what these people do off the basketball court because it's not entertaining to me. I don't care what they do in their regular lives. But I ain't gonna lie, man. It's getting bored watching regular basketball. So now, I don't necessarily care what going on in their regular lives. Let me switch that. I want to hear just the crazy stories that went on. Forget who they baby mama is and all that kind of stuff. Forget all that. I want to hear about the, uh, the fights and the shootouts and the arrests and, um, the beef between players you ain't know about. The fights that went on off the court. Because, you know, if they, they can't fight worth shit on the court, I want to know if they can fight off the court. Yeah, man. That's, yeah. I want to know all types of things. They just won't tell because they're scared they're going to prison. I know, man. The NBA would be a lot more entertaining if <laughs> we can get a behind-the-scenes documentary 
from some kind of NBA snitch that know all the secrets. I know just the guy too. I'ma uh, tweet him, see if he down. Tell him he could be famous again. Just give up the secrets, man. He seemed like the snitch type too. Yeah, I'ma see if he go tell all some, tell me some NBA tales. And I can come back and distribute it to the world. Like uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin got in.